0: Father, we're not just hearers, but we're doers of the word. We thank you, Father, that you keep us, that you bless us, and Father, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, this might show a little bit of how old I am, but how many people remember that song, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted? Well, we sell it, we sell the age group. <laughs> uh, but the, a long time ago, there was a song called What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. And the words of that song was, What becomes of the brokenhearted? Who have loved and now departed? I know I've got to find some kind of peace of mind. Help me. And you know that, that when that says, it's, help me. How many have ever had a broken heart? Almost everybody. If you haven't had one, you haven't been in love too often. Because see, it's when you're in love that you have a broken heart. You know, uh, what is a broken heart? A broken heart goes deeper than just emotions. It's not just an emotion. In fact, it can be sometimes actual pain. Some people liken it to a heart attack. I, I can remember... At one time, being so heartbroken, that I just thought, if I could just lay down, close my eyes, and never wake up, I'll be happy. Because it was so deep that it wasn't just like puppy love, broken heart. It was broken heart. Some people go have a broken heart they go into depression. And they wonder if they'll ever recover. Am I ever going to get over this? Well, I have good news for you. You can recover. Amen. Because Luke 4:18 says, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor." He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And that verse, that that word brokenhearted means to crush, to hurt, to crush completely, to shatter and to bruise. You know, a broken heart, this doesn't affect your emotions. It affects your mind, your body, and your, your uh, soul. One translation of a broken heart causes it a bruise. When you only get a bruise when you get hit. You know? uh, and when you get hit like that, a broken heart is like when you take a hit that leaves a mark. Have you ever had like a black and blue bruise on your, on your skin? When you have that, you know, it always it's always sore. But have you ever noticed sometimes the black and blue can go away, but the area still stays sore? That's how a broken heart can be. Even though time has passed and you think it is healed, but it still stays sore. You still have that hurt from where you first got that first, First hit, you know, uh, I can remember, as I said before, having a broken heart to the point of saying, if I could close my eyes and not wake up, I'd be happy. But you know, uh, as you see, that wasn't God's plan for me. Mm -hmm. Praise God. You know, it's not God's plan for you. Who can break your heart? Only people you love and care about. If you don't care about somebody, you know they don't hurt you. Because, you, you know, it's like I can flip them off and, and keep on going. But when, when it's somebody you care about, they can hurt you so deeply. Who can hurt, hurt you like that? Your spouse? Husband or your wife? A friend? And when I say friend, I don't mean your casual friend. I mean your friend that you hang out with, your friend that you thought was like a member of your family, your friend that you thought was like your brother or your sister, your friend that did everything with you, they can break your heart. Your family can break your heart. Your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. And for those of us who have kids, our kids can break our heart. Because you have dreams and aspirations for them sometimes, and they go in the total opposite direction of what you thought. Our mom and our dad, you know, everybody doesn't grow up in a home where it's uh, leave it to beaver. Some people have a struggle with their mom and dad. Sometimes moms don't love you. I mean, that's just a fact. We would like to think all moms love their kids, but it's not true. Sometimes dad walks off, lead a family, breaks their heart. Sometimes it's disappointments in life, loss of a loved one, loss of a child. You have a child to die. That breaks your heart. But good news is Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, to make whole what has been broken and shattered. Then Psalms 147.3 uh, says, He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. We could say Jesus heals the pain. Jesus takes the pain. And what I want to talk to you this morning is, if you're in that place of having a broken heart, how can we get over it? And when I say get over it, I don't mean, you know, sometimes people tell you when things happen in your life, all oh, you need to get over it. You know, it's just because they're not in your shoes. That's why they tell you that. You know, but um, how we how we get over a broken heart, how we let Jesus heal us, is first we have to learn how to forgive. And for some people, that is a hard thing to do. Because, you know, there are some people who, for the life of them, will not say, I'm sorry. You, You know, they just have this thing where they don't say, I'm sorry. It's a hard thing. And I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about believers. have a hard time saying I'm sorry, but we need to learn how to forgive. You know you have to forgive people whether they say I'm sorry or not? Because everybody ain't going to tell you they're sorry. I can remember when I first got saved, uh, I had wronged some people. And uh, when I got saved, the Lord put those people in my heart and said, you need to go back and apologize. And boy, that was something I did not want to do. And I I wrestled with God for that for a while. And finally I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to go back. I'm going to apologize. And I apologized. And I can still remember one man. He told me, I'll never forgive you. And I thought, well, Lord, what am I supposed to do with that? And the Lord said, it's not up to you to get him to forgive you. It's up to you to apologize. And then if he chooses not to forgive you, that's on him. That's no longer on you. But you have to go back and say, I'm sorry. Well, in order to let God hear you of a broken heart, you've got to forgive people. You just, because life, life, you know, when it says in Matthew 6, 14, in the New Living Translation, it says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. So that's telling me how how seriously God looks at forgiveness. That if you don't forgive, he doesn't forgive you. Well, I know I don't live a perfect life every day. And I need to ask God every day for some reason to forgive me. And I want him to forgive me. And so I have learned to forgive and forgive quick. I mean, I am a quick person to forgive, and I am a quick person to repent. Because I I, I don't like anything to be between my, my relationship with God. And so you have to learn in order to receive healing from a broken heart is to forgive. In Matthew 18, 35, in the New Living, it says, that's what my Heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters, and this is the key, from your heart. From your heart. You know it's easy to give lip service, but when God says from your heart, that means with your thoughts and your feelings. That means letting go of anger and letting go of that, how could they have done this to me? And you know how we can get indignant? I can't believe they did that to me. I thought they were my friend. I thought they were faithful. I thought, I thought. And sometimes it's just, you got to let go of it. I thought, and let go of the anger, and let go of the feelings. You know, sometimes we think that the... We're in the right. I got a right. I got a right to be mad. I got a right to hang on to this anger. I got a right to hang on to this hurt. You don't know what they did to me. But have you ever thought sometimes, what have we done to Jesus? If we haven't always obeyed him, what have we done to him? What have we done to him when we don't like each other? What's his thought? When he sees us The body of Christ And we can't even get along with each other And that's not just That's just a statement Of fact We don't like somebody cause they're Baptists We don't like somebody cause they're Protestant We don't like somebody cause they're Catholic We don't like somebody cause they're White We don't like somebody cause they're black We don't like somebody because they are Baptist. we do not like somebody because they are protestant we do not like somebody because they are catholic we do not like somebody because they are white we do not like somebody because they are black we do not like somebody because they are Puerto Rican. We don't like somebody because they're Haitian. We have I I don't like a lot in the body of Christ. But yet we stand and say, but I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Well, I don't like white people because of what they did to black people. What happened to forgive? Yeah. I don't like black people because you know my mom and daddy said they this and they that so what's what's that got to do with anything each one of us are individuals you cannot hold anything against a whole race of people because of one person that's foolish Back to forgiving. If you're dealing with a broken heart. It ain't just talking about forgiving that person who broke your heart. It's talking about forgiving. You're not going to have to forgive people. You know, second, how do we do? What do we do? We need to forget. So we forgive and forget. In Philippians 3.13 in the New Living it says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, forgetting the past. That forgetting the past means to lose out of mind, to neglect or not to spend time with. Do you know what? Have you ever met somebody who was just angry, you know, and talked to a woman and she said, I don't like no men? I don't need no man. I can make it by myself. I don't like men. Or you meet men who say I don't like no woman. You know they don't want them but your money. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <watch out. laughs> you know, I don't want to be bothered with no woman. She she ain't gonna do nothing but use you, abuse you, and leave you. Mm. Yeah. Wow. you 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 meet you meet men that talk like that. You meet, you, you ride. You have people who say, I'm better off by myself. I don't need nobody. But you know so many times when people talk like that, it's because inside there's a broken heart. That somewhere in their life, either a man or a woman or something broke their heart and they never got over it. And so instead of getting over it, they become bitter. Bitter and angry. And we wonder, why are there so many bitter and angry people in the body of Christ? It's because they've not learned to forget what happened to them. They've not allowed God to heal that broken heart. In Second Corinthians uh, 10, Verses 3 through 5 in New Living, it says, We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ we have to cast down our imaginations if we want to forgive. Because if we don't, that's what will become our reality. Because it will keep us in a place of brokenness. You know, when we we think about casting down imaginations and being in a battle, it's not just an emotional battle, but it becomes a, a spiritual battle. Because what happens is the enemy comes. And when he comes, he comes with words and with vision. The words are, you let him do that to you. Well, if I was you, I'd go say this. And if I was you, I'd go say that. And if I was you, I'd get him back. That's why we see on Judge Judy the woman be there and pour sugar in folks' gas tank. (laughs) is because I'm going to get him back. You ever think, what did they do? You know, I always laugh when I see that on TV because I said, didn't you get sued and you got to pay three or four thousand bucks? That wasn't worth that, you know, but. Then you have the images. The enemy will put pictures in your mind if you've been brokenhearted. I don't know about you guys, but have you ever done something and you repented of it, and you're in church praising God, and that thing flip across your mind and you see it? <laughs> I mean, it's like, wow, where'd that come from? But you know what? That's what the enemy will do when you when you feel someone has broken your heart and wronged you. He will play images in your mind when you are by yourself especially when you're sitting by yourself he'll put all kind of thoughts in your head and then to connect those thoughts he'll put pictures it doesn't have to be that they're true pictures they're just pictures pictures to keep you in bondage pictures to keep you thinking about that same thing over and over and over and then the enemy places Presses rewind, winds it up again, and plays it again for you. We have to get control of our thoughts. If you're going to forget, you cannot sit and meditate on what happened. You cannot sit and think about, well, this is what they did to me. You cannot sit and think about, they hurt me. How could they have hurt me when they told me they loved me? Because that's your first thought. You told me you loved me. How could you have done this to me? You said you care about me. That wasn't caring. How could you have said, th- said what you said to me when you said you loved me? How could you have hurt me when you said you loved me? You look at women who are battered and bruised and uh, uh, with domestic violence. And their husbands are saying, or their boyfriends are saying, but I love you. How can you say you love me when you beat me up? You know, you got, and I, I would say to anybody caught in that, you got to love yourself better than that to come out of that. But even then, you still have to forgive that person and forget it and let it go. You know, it might not be a uh, 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 It's easier to say than done, but it's called taking control of your thoughts. What are you going to meditate on? Are you going to continue to rehearse it over and over and over in your mind? Or are you going to replace it with, I forgave them, so I'm going to forget it. I forgave them, and until they prove me wrong, I'm going to keep forgiving them. You can't say I forgive you but yet keep throwing it up in my face because that's not forgiveness. If you forgive me, you let it go and you don't talk about We don't talk about that no more. You don't throw it in my face no more. It's over and done. Let's move on. Uh, I I always look at people when they say they they have a broken heart. I feel you have two choices when you have a broken heart. You can either stay with that person or leave them. If you choose to leave, then then leave. But if you choose to stay, then make up your mind. I'm gonna forgive you, and I am not gonna bring it up. And every time something happens between us, I'm gonna throw it up in your face because then you'll be better off to leave. Now that sounds hard, but it's true. Because you're 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 like uh, it's like a scab. I don't know. You know how little kids are when you get a scab, and for some reason, when you got a scab, I don't know about y'all, but when you're looking, you always want to pick it. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and most of the time you pick it till you make it bleed. Well, that's the same thing when you tell somebody, I forgive you, and I'm going to stay with you. But then you look at that scab and you pick it and pick it until it bleeds again. Well, then there's never any healing. Because every time you pick it, it opens up the wound. But when you let the scab stay there, then when that scab and it heals, you know what? The scab falls off by itself. For us, when we decide, you broke my heart, but I'm going to stay with you, I'm going to let that scab stay there until it falls off by itself. I'm not going to keep bringing it up to you and throwing it in your face because it's not helping me and it's not helping you. The last thing we need to do when we have a broken heart is forgive, forget, and receive. We have to receive the healing power of God in our hearts. Psalm 56.8 in the New Living says, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. That tells me God is concerned about me when I'm crying. When my heart is broken and I'm crying, God says I'm keeping every one of your tears in a bottle. That I love you so much that I am there with you and I see the tears, and I'm saving them in a the bottle. I looked that up uh, in the Bible to see what that means. And um, it had this one version, and it was talking about Persians. Persian people used to save the tears in the bottle. And when someone was sick or someone died, they'd pour those tears on that person, and they thought it brought would bring them back to life. I don't know if it did or not. That was just the thing they said. But I thought about us, that God saves our tears in a bottle. But when he would pour them on us, it brings us back to life. It restores us from where we used to be. Because it's not his design for us to stay in that place for the rest of our life. It is not his design for us to go over and over and over again what somebody did. It's not his design that every time you see somebody, you tell them, do you know what so-and-so did to me? It is not his design for you to get together with your girlfriends and run men in the ground. It is not his design for you to get together with your boys and run women in the ground. It is not his design for us to run anybody in the ground. It's his design for us to learn how to forgive, forget, and to love one another and to receive healing for broken brokenheartedness. You know, am I telling you don't cry? Of course not. Am I telling you it's wrong with sorrow? Of course not. When I was in that place of where I was talking about, I cried every day. In fact, I cried, sometimes I cried till I thought, wow, Lord, I, do I got any more water left in my body? <laughs> because, you know, I don't know if any of you guys have ever cried so much that it's just, just no more tears coming. You're just sitting shuddering. Because there, you've cried all your tears out. That's not where God wants us to stay. There's a time for that, but then there's a time to move on. And you know, when I talk about, when I talk about Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, I'm not talking about you're going to have this instant manifestation that Jesus is going to just heal you and you're done. Healing is a what? A process. It's a process. But you've got to stay with it. You've got to stay with it. You know, Isaiah 60, verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I, I looked up those words to see what they mean. And that word arise means to stir up, strengthen, and be bold. When we forgive Forget and receive. That means we need to stir ourselves up. Amen. Stop sitting in the house in the dark. Stop sitting around talking about what happened. Stir yourself up and be strengthened. Good. Be up and bold. That shine means a break of day. That break of day is, it's a new day for you. It's not, it's not something that you can say it's over. It's a new day. A new day. And that word light means happiness. Happiness. It's time for you to be happy. To get back to your old self. To be be alive again. To put a smile on your face. To let people know, you know what? I got knocked down, but I ain't getting knocked out. <laughs> you know? I'm up. I'm up and I'm still going. You know that word glory means to honor. So that's saying it's arise or stir yourself up for a new day is here and happiness and honor are yours. So why would you stay acting like there's no hope for you? In Psalms 30 verse 5, the last part it says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I want to say to you that your night time is over. Your night is over. It's time for your joy. Your time of weeping is over. It's time for you to act like who you are, a child of the true and living God. It's time for you to wake up. Wake up from that place of depression. To wake up from that place of sadness, to wake up from that place of pain and to realize that, hey, God has something better for you. You know, sometimes, and I'm just going to tell you, because this is just what I believe, sometimes the love you lost was the best thing ever happened to you. (laughs) You know? Sometimes, you know, you sit and you done cried and cried over that choker. Then you did you see him later on in a few years and you're like, Ooh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> don't 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 always think that ooh, I lost now he lost the best thing. When, when he lost you, he lost the best thing. She lost the best thing. Don't don't start thinking you know, oh man, I let him get away. No, so don't let him run. <laughs> Let them run, don't chase them. Let them run. Because God always has something better, always has something better. You know, uh, we, just, we just have to live in a society where people tell you it's, it's a bad thing to be alone, but it's not always a bad thing to be alone. Sometimes you need that time of God to get your life straight. You know, as I as I and I'm gonna take a little side journey here. As I tell ladies, you wanting the king, are you acting like the queen? You wanting the, the queen, are you acting like the king? Because why should God give you His son or daughter when He know you ain't gonna treat her right? You know, that's just my little side note there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Your time of healing and your time of joy has come. It's time to take off the grave clothes and let that old stuff be buried. You ever notice when you go to a funeral, people people cry and carry on at the funeral? <laughs> then they come back to the, what they call a repast. Ain't nobody crying. Everybody laughing and talking and having a good time and partying. Time for you to take off your grave clothes. Let that stuff be buried. You come on back to the house and act like you're having a good time. Because you know what? Uh, there's good things ahead of you. There's always good things when there's God. Always good days with God. You know, I was thinking about how God is so, so good that there's nobody like him. I was, uh, I wish I could sing because I'd sing this song, but so I'm going to have to just talk it because y'all don't want me to sing it. But it says, (laughs) it says searched all over and couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low and still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater than Nobody. you. Nobody. Nobody is greater than God. And nothing is, as Sister was singing this morning, that song, nothing is impossible for him. You know, you might think, will my heart ever be right again? And God is saying, uh-huh, if you let me heal it. He's saying, will you think, will I ever be happy again? And God's like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, if you'll let me come in. I can give you joy back. I can give you your happiness back. I can make you see that there's a future ahead of you, that your best days are not behind you. Your best days are in front of you. That God, with God, nothing is impossible. That he is so good to us. And the very first thing we need to learn how to do is fall in love with him. And we fall in love with him, well, you know, we can go through anything. But we got to fall in love with him. I don't mean like him. I mean love him. Because you can like somebody a whole lot and still not be in love with them. But you got to fall in love with him. Realize that he is a God who loves you. He is more than just a spirit that lives somewhere in heaven. He is a God who lives right here with you. And he's promised to never leave us. Nor forsake us. And if we'll keep that in mind. There is nothing we can't accomplish. In this life. But what I want to do is. When I was talking about broken hearted. If you're in that place. Where you think. Man I've been stuck here. A long time. I, I, I think I'm going to get out, and then all memories come up, or I hear a song, or I or I see something on TV, or I hear a conversation, and it all floods back. If you're in that place, I want to pray for you. So it's open. If, if anybody's here in that place, then I do want to pray for you that the Lord Jesus would come and heal that broken heart. And it depends on you. Now, as I said before, you got to do the three things I said, forgive, forget, and receive. You know, God never goes against people's will. He doesn't make us do anything. And it's like any other kind of healing you know, it's like when people say, get healed of diabetic, diabetes and they still eat every sweet thing they can see. That don't help them, you know. What do you think? What do you think's going to happen? It's coming right back. That's the same as when your heart is healed. When God heals your heart, then you got to stay with it. You can't. Ask God to heal you of a broken heart and then go back and start talking the same thing. You have to change what you say. And that's with anything in the word of God. Change what you say. So if if there is no one, I, I can wait. Because God has a plan for you. And you can move on. You can move on. Because the plan of God is good. And God still has that person that he wants to give you, whether it's the person you're still with or a different person. But I'd rather stay in the plan of God than anything in the world. I'd rather agree with God than anything. You know, if I look at it and if Jesus said, not my will but Thy will be done surely i can say the same thing not my will but yours be done because god is a healer of broken hearts god is a restorer of joy he's a restorer of peace and he's a restorer of life uh, Mary, are you? I call you Mary all the time. And right here. God is faithful. And he always keeps his promises. You know? Uh, When he says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to heal the broken heart. He's here, the healer is here now. The healer is ready to heal your broken heart. But you got to let In the name-